Hi. Welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan and joined by Brent. Hello. And Grandpa Ski. Howdy. <laughs> and today we are continuing um, Golden Moments, now doing part two of the uh, first clip show and first two-part episode, actually, um, that we've seen on the series so far. Uh, so even though it's a clip show, even though it's a, the second half, it's all going to be our normal format. Ski doing the recap. Picking our up favorite where we one. left off. Exactly, yeah. So so we'll find out the exciting conclusion. Does Sophia leave? This, this <laughs> is her last episode ever. Uh, we'll have to wait till the end to find out, so definitely stay tuned throughout the whole episode. Well, I have to stay tuned to the very end to find out if we had any viewer mail. Uh, you know what? No, I'll let you know now. No. Oh. <laughs> it, it, it is odd because, you know, we have had more listens over the last month like actually I, I think i sent you guys a text about it but hit some milestones yeah we hit from we went from five to six thousand faster than we had done any previous thousand i feel like that's yeah. a better indicator yeah. versus week to week as to how well we're doing and it was significantly faster too um like we were like 40 percent higher 50 to 30 something like yeah that. exactly um yeah like the the from four to five thousand it took yeah. us i think 51 days and yeah. then this one took us 36 days so a pretty yeah. big jump mm-hmm. overall but yet the uh the listener mm-hmm. interaction has not spiked at all. Oh, um, well, we have fine. had a few new followers on uh, social media, but not ones that have reached out yeah, to, yeah. to contact that's us. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, you know, we certainly, we have our MVPs out there. You know, we have Carla, who is, uh, was our very first comment mm-hmm. on, um, hey, thank you, Carla, uh, on uh, iTunes, as mm-hmm. well as, uh, you know, of course, Amici Panda mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah. CJ, and of course, cannot uh, talk about MVPs without mentioning Numi mm-hmm. and Sherry. So mm-hmm. we've had some great listeners, have great listeners, mm-hmm. and we would love it if you reached out a little bit more, Brent especially. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you don't ever reach out directly to him, it comes to me, and then I have to <laughs> disseminate it to him. <laughs> just like knowing there's an audience out yeah. there. Well, like I said, the numbers indicate there is, okay. the, just the uh, the interactions. No new uh, countries or states, are we? Uh, definitely no new states. I don't know if there's any new countries off the top of my head. Um, I'd have to to double check on that but i'll up you on, update you on that sometime in the near future okay. no so. rush anyways so with that then uh, are we ready to turn it over to ski to start this uh, part two recap i'll jump right in all right go for it if if they wanted to they could actually listen to them back to back right yeah oh and i guess i will go through real quick um this particular episode, this one actually had clips from 10 different episodes in it. The last um, one had eight, right? Yeah, the last one had eight, and this one has 10, so they really packed them in. One-upmanship. So, yeah, so we get uh, a little clip. If you want to go back and watch any of these, or, or even better yet, listen to our recaps of them mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Uh, they get clips from season one <laughs> episodes. to 7,000. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That would bang us right up there. But uh, season one, episode 22, Job Hunting. Season two, episode one, uh, Into the Curse. Season 1, Episode 25, The Way We Met. Season 1, Episode 21, Flu Attack. Season 1, Episode 8, Break-In. Season 1, Episode 15, In a Bed of Roses. Season 2, Episode 14, The Actor. Season 1, Episode 5, The Triangle. And Season 2, Episode 16, And Then There Was One. Oh, and I should mention, there's 10 clips in this one, but two of them are from Flu Attack. So we actually had two clips used from one episode in this one. Gotcha. I thought that was the case. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember for certain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so by all means, so I guess that only give us nine episodes. But if you want to go back and re-listen to those nine episodes of us, just so you have a real good context <laughs> for what he's talking about, mm-hmm. by all means, I encourage that, too. So. Unnecessary. I think they have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you won't be able to fully enjoy this episode yeah. until you've gone back and re-listened to those other nine episodes. We'll wait. Yeah. 
<laughs> push pause, listen to them, come back. We'll be here. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so Ski, sorry, though. You can go ahead now and kick that <laughs> recap off. In the interim, we can slow roast a loin of pork. <laughs> I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's rich people's food. <laughs> Give it to a Dominican cabbie. <laughs> Cuban. Cuban. Ah, that's right. <laughs> uh, season three, episode 19, uh, Golden Moments, part two. Uh, again, air date was February 13th, 1988. They uh, were aired as one long, uh, hour-long episode. Written by, uh, was broken down by a story by Kathy Spear and Terry Grossman. And teleplay by Mort Nathan and Barry Finero. Directed by our friend Terry Hughes. Again, we open in the kitchen. Uh, we kind of pick, pick back up with Dorothy, uh, who is staying there in a robe pouring some coffee. Blanche enters and sees her commenting that, oh, you couldn't sleep either, huh? Uh, Dorothy tells her that you know she still tried to convince her mother to uh, stay, uh, but to no avail. Blanche says that uh, she'll get some cheesecake and they can discuss uh, the issue at the table. She goes to the fridge and then gasps, realizing that uh, they don't have any cheesecake. Dorothy comments that, didn't we just buy one? Mm-hmm. And Blanche tells her, yes, yes, we did, but I found two gray hairs. Yeah, I thought that was pretty great. Obviously, they, they're leading up to that she found two gray hairs, and that made her so bereft that she went ahead and ate the entire cheesecake. Yeah. Yeah, Dorothy does quit back that, you know, at their age, gray hairs happen, and, you know, that doesn't necessarily justify eating an entire cake to cope with it. Blanche then clarifies, though, that uh, the two hairs were in the cheesecake. Now, would that be enough to make you throw out an entire cake? Like, if you got home, you had bought a cake from the store. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say it's not a birthday cake. Obviously, yeah. if you have, like, a kid's birthday cake, you're like, shit, I got to mm-hmm. have this for the party. Yeah. Then you probably just pick it off, and mm-hmm. and maybe you choose not to eat it yourself or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you come home with a cake that it's just for the family to, you know, have as a mm-hmm. treat or whatever, yeah. do you throw it out if you find two hairs on it? I think you kind of have to. Well, I mean, you know, hairs aren't toxic. They may be gross, but they're not toxic. So? <laughs> <laughs> well, hairs. Okay, well, what if you feel like, okay, in this case, they talk about, uh, Rose comes in in a moment, yeah. um, which we'll say, but it does indicate that they know who these two gray hairs are from. Does that make any difference to you? If you're like, no. yeah, I know it's this guy who I think is a generally clean dude. He just happens to be shedding. Yeah, I mean, it's still. It's one of those things that, it's coming from an unclean place. Nister. You know, you don't know what else is in that cake or, <laughs> you know, what you're going to find. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause you figure if there is hair in there. There's also maybe some dander and whatnot. Exactly. Um, exactly. And can you really enjoy a cake? If every bite you take, you're like feeling with your tongue for a hair. Yeah, probably not. Uh, now it kind of reminded me, Sherry years ago, 20 years ago, maybe mm-hmm. um, we were eating a Penn station, which, you know, is a good sub place. Mm-hmm. And Sherry found a long hair in her, you know, Mm-hmm. the whatever sub she was eating whatever sandwich she had and we have never been back since mm-hmm. so that just completely killed <laughs> Penn Station as an option for us and yeah. I mean we were in college I think at the time so it would have been more than I think I don't even think we were married quite yet and we were mm-hmm. rolling up on 20 years here really soon um, so yeah it's been over 20 years since mm-hmm. I had Penn Station thanks just to one goddamn hair mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I mean couldn't we at least have it in a different city mm-hmm. a different state but yeah. no no it's just completely ruined uh-huh. Anyways, I don't know. Maybe have you ever the next... breached the subject since? Oh yeah, we've talked about it many times. There's a Penn Station that isn't too too far from our house that we've mm-hmm. never stepped foot in because okay. of that hair. Really? Oh yeah, man. So. I love a good Penn Station. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you love a good hair in your food, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that would contradict your prior it statement. Would. It would. 
you're nothing if uh, not consistent. Exactly. So, anyways, <laughs> but I guess I'll just go ahead and mention it now. You go ahead. I'll mention it in a second. All right. Uh, right on cue, after they talked about pitching the one cake, Rose enters uh, from the back with a fresh cheesecake and uh, comments that, you know, they finally uh, fired that baker that refused to wear a hairnet. Yeah, I guess I forgot now that she had said he refused to wear a hairnet. So you're right. He is a dirty bastard. Yeah. You don't want that guy, especially exactly. that. Because if he's already refusing to take the safety measures <laughs> to prevent that, then he's <laughs> probably not washing his hands and whatnot. Exactly. But I did want to say, too, this is cheesecake number 10. Really? Yep, that they're eating on the I believe so, anyway. You know, I've tried to keep track of it as we've gone. But I think I read somewhere. It actually filters right into what we're about to cover, too. Yeah. So... Uh, Dorothy asks rhetorically if they know how many problems they've uh, solved at this kitchen table over a cheesecake. Rose then naively asks, exactly how many? Yeah. Dorothy kind of yells at her, 147, but I cannot confirm that uh, specific number, especially if they're only at 10 in the episodes. Yeah, but you know, they have lived together yeah, for a lot yeah. longer than yeah. what we see on the episodes. Yeah, we don't see every day. Yeah. Right. I still think, though, she should have said like 68 or whatever this episode number is. Oh. That would have been clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then tells Rose that, you know, she was just referring to their many late night talks. Rose says that, you know, most of them are about sex. Blanche admits that, you know, that is a frequent topic, but they cover uh, many subjects. And then they go back to sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we then jump into a flashback based on uh, that. The girls are uh, unloading basically a feast at the, of sweets at the table. Dorothy says, you know, she's happy that she's going on a date with Barry the next day. As her body won't show the fat that she's about to ingest. Right. Blanche says, yeah, no, it's not, it's not true for her. Uh, it goes into her thighs instantly. Dorothy tells the girls that, you know, she wanted Barry to be her first lover, but, you know, Stan got in the way on a, a date in the drive-in, which, you know, ended up getting her pregnant. Uh, Rose you know, tells them that she waited until her wedding night, and they, of course, have a hard time believing her, but Rose explains it was, it was even, you know, the first time she'd, quote, seen a man yeah I, I do love the faces <clears throat> that rose makes during that particular mm-hmm. one um, it's it's pretty great it's yeah you know some of the best acting doesn't even necessarily need the verbal part of it right yeah, yeah she she definitely says a lot without saying a lot all right mm-hmm. uh, previously she'd only seen animals on the farm like horses <laughs> blanche adds tough act to follow <laughs> yeah. which i thought was a pretty good line yeah that might be my favorite one of the episode yeah Rose continues to explain how she and Charlie, you know, made it through their first night together despite being rather uneducated, I would mm-hmm. say. Uh, Blanche tells him that, you know, she certainly didn't wait for marriage and that, uh, you know, girls in the South just mature faster. Blanche thinks it's uh, the heat. D- Dorothy suggests, though, that it's the gin. Right. <laughs> uh, she starts to recount her first encounter with Billy under the dogwood trees. Uh, she then, however, second guesses the name Bobby. Ben? Eh, oh well, it started with a B. Yeah. So do you think we should assume that she's been with all of the Bs, with Bobby, Ben, all and Billy at some point? She just can't remember just which can't one remember was first? Name. I don't know. I wondered that too, actually. I think we should just assume that, you know, when it comes to these matters, she's an unreliable narrator. <laughs> okay. And that Professor Cooper could have used that as Exhibit A. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> well, I don't think that she has ever not remembered... Uh, 
So you remember the dogwood trees? Right, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Could have been Professor Carter or Professor... <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have video evidence. So while, while she, he may have been able to defend himself just fine to that dean, he couldn't defend himself to the eyes of the viewer. Unless, of course, it's you. <laughs> then no defense is needed. <laughs> just saying. Jerry's still out. I definitely hope that at the end... I, I hope that you keep this going until the very bitter end of this podcast. <laughs> I am impressed at the times that you choose to bring it up. Mm-hmm. It's strategic almost. Yeah, I, I don't even think it's a, adult education isn't even one of the 18 it's episodes not, <laughs> that's not. covered in these two clip shows. We could relitigate the case. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, there's more clip shows down the yeah. pipe, so maybe we'll have another chance maybe in season crack it four. Open again later. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's what you want the Golden Girls clip show where they just talk about how shitty men are. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, they've had plenty of evidence exactly. on the series. So. Like, think of all the married men we've been with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Um, but so Rose presses even further asking, you know, again, without asking if Blanche had basically an orgasm her first time. Yeah. Uh, or early on in her sexual life. Mm-hmm. Blanche says, oh, yeah, she's had many. Uh, Rose says, however, that took her five years to uh, to have one. Uh, and Dorothy said, you know, it was always over too quickly for her to get much enjoyment out of the experience. Yeah. Which seems like a sad statement. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, it, it definitely... It definitely makes you wonder why she would continue with Stan at all if that's, you know, her actual opinion of... of, Yeah. It seems like there would be no attraction to someone who completely didn't satisfy you sexually at all. (laughs) Uh, Especially if you'd had 38 years to prove that (laughs) (laughs) that, thesis. Um, In another instance, we see Dorothy excited to see, you know, Blanche is out of the room and sitting at the kitchen table. Blanche had uh, previously been eating in bed kind of wallowing in self-pity about entering in, into menopause. Dorothy tries to point out some of the advantages of not having a monthly cycle. And Sophia, however, inserts that you just grow a beard. <laughs> right. Dorothy tries to dismiss her mother's comment, but Sophia doubles down. Rose says that uh, she's never grown a beard, but Sophia retorts that, yeah, you never grew a brain either. <laughs> Dorothy says, you know, she welcomed it as it kind of helped stop giving her PMS. Blanche Howard says that she never had that problem. Rose then comments that, you know, she had a BMW. Yeah. Uh, another clip. The the girls are now in the kitchen bickering and agree that uh, they just don't get along. And they admit that they probably shouldn't even be roommates. This was, I think, the the way they they met or something. Yeah, the way we met, yep. Uh, Rose compares their situation to the Great Herring War. Mm-hmm. She recounts an old feud between two families in Norway. Uh, the Lindstroms and the Johansons, uh, they tried to cooperate, uh, but uh, they couldn't decide how to use all the herring they'd been ca- catching. Uh, they should either pickle them or train them to be in the herring circus, which is described as kind of a halfway between SeaWorld and a flea circus. Right. Uh, as they kind of chuckle silently, Dorothy and Blanche ask more questions about this uh, herring circus, and then they all start laughing together at the absurdity of the story and realize that, you know, despite all their disagreements, they're bonding and decide to keep trying uh, to live together in harmony. I kind of wish they did more of that uh, that kind of interaction. Mm-hmm. They do it occasionally. Once in a while when Rose is telling one of her stories, the girls will start kind of... Chuckling at it. Uh, yeah. But and, usually at, at 
a target for ridicule. Uh, yeah, yeah. More often than not, it's well. Even if it is a target for ridicule, at least they're doing it in a light-hearted manner, as opposed yeah. to telling her to shut up and get out of the room. <laughs> I would rather hear uh, hear them taking, um, you know, veiled jabs at her through comedy than, uh-huh. or you know, in a light-hearted Straight sense. Up mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> any two does that to the third. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll either be Dorothy and Blanche, you know, making fun of Rose's, you know, intelligence. Right. Or it'll be, you know, Rose and Blanche making fun of Dorothy's appearance. Or it'll be, you know, um, making fun of Blanche being, you know, having a more casual moral attitude. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, whenever it's Blanche and Rose making fun of Dorothy's appearance. They're pretty one, harsh on Yeah, they're, A, they're super harsh, and B, Blanche, uh, or... Rose never seems to even realize that she's making fun of Dorothy during that. So, you know, which on the one hand, I guess, makes it a little more forgivable for Rose. But uh, it, it's still not really done like, oh, hey, let's let's joke at this person's expense. It's yeah. more like we're just going to be really mean to this person um, together. <laughs> so. uh, well, yeah, at the end of that little uh, story, Rose goes to put away a, a chocolate cheesecake in the fridge. And uh, when they find out what she's got, uh, they all agree that maybe they can get along. Mm-hmm. I think she even said something about it. it could be a beautiful friendship. Right. Uh, we jump back to the present again. Blanche points out that they are already halfway through a cheesecake currently and still haven't figured out a solution to their problem, which seems to be unheard of. Uh, Dorothy says that you know maybe there isn't a solution and maybe Sophia is doing the right thing. Uh, just then, Sophia enters uh, the kitchen telling her daughter that... Uh, Phil is a yutz. Uh, apparently she'd just spoken to him on the phone, and he'd asked what uh, she would be making for dinner on her very first night at the house. She points out that you know he should be cooking for her, um, though she is not a big fan of squirrel gumbo. <laughs> yeah, that definitely makes it, like, takes it up another step, where it's like, not yeah. only is he kind of a loser, but also he, what, like, eats... Roadkill? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more or less. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could trap one and yeah, you know, or hunt do it. go hunting for squirrel. But, yeah. uh, it's I, definitely not a, an animal that you think of as like a big meaty. <laughs> um, I think it's real gamey, too, I, from what I'm told. Probably so. I mean, Especially yeah. when living in New Jersey. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good point, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dorothy uh, used this as proof that you know, she won't be able to get along with Phil. Uh, Sophia, however, points out uh, all the infighting that happens in their house. Mm-hmm. Of course, we go back to another flashback now. Uh, we see a sick Blanche insisting to a sick Dorothy that she give back her heating pad while she is uh, lying on the couch. Dorothy claims not to have it, but Blanche kind of grabs a plug, like a cord, and asks, "All right, then, what other electrical device do you have under the blanket?" Yeah, that's a really good one. Which is, well, I think, that was my favorite line on that episode, and mm-hmm. it is on this one too. I yeah. just liked it a lot. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then see Rose. Uh, this is a different clip bringing a jello dessert to Sophia while she's sitting in the living room. But Sophia says, that, oh, I don't like jello," And that if God uh, wanted peaches suspended in the air, he would have filled them with helium. <laughs> Sophia makes some dismissive, sort of rude comments towards Rose while cleaning out her purse. Rose asks why she's uh, in such a sour mood. And Sophia explains that she hasn't had sex in 15 years. And it's starting to get on my nerves, <laughs> she says. Uh then Dorothy is arriving home and asks Rose you know, if she had a chance to add music to uh, some lyrics that she'd written for a Miami jingle contest they were entering. Uh, Rose is tickled when Dorothy uses some musical lingo, uh, but then Dorothy gets very serious when she kind of gets tired of her laughing around. Right. And uh, 
Rose gets down to playing the piano. When they uh, they then bicker a little bit because Dorothy points out that Rose had made a few changes to the lyrics, which now made the uh, lyrics themselves nonsensical. Right, yeah, it's something about the city so nice, you say it twice, but then I had it three times. Um, yeah, I like uh, Rose's solution, though. Yeah, that you could just you say it thrice, which I still say is a completely viable mm-hmm. solution. Agreed. I think I made this argument last time. Mm-hmm. You know, Dorothy completely dismisses it, but thrice is a completely acceptable word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. she she uh, says you know thrice is just a word, but so is uh, interuterine. Yeah, and compares that, like, <laughs> and then actually Rose comes up with a pretty decent lyric with interuterine. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, if. If I had to make a song with inner uterine, I definitely don't think I could top Rose's, uh, you know, the one that she came up with on yeah, the spot. She says, Miami, you're cuter than... And inner uterine, yeah. Oh, yeah, she added lyrics to make the melody work, though, so they kind of bicker, and that's where that cuts off. Dorothy, uh, and now uh, we actually go back. I think this is another sick episode, right? Mm-hmm. Dorothy is drinking a glass of orange juice at the table. Rose is at the fridge and turns and asks if they have more juice left. Dorothy then proceeds to pour the remaining amount from the pitcher into her own glass and then tells Rose, nope, we're all out. Mm-hmm. She shoots her a kind of nasty look back. Uh, we jump back to the present. Blanche tells Sophia that, you know, the way she's depicting things, that all they do is fight. Mm-hmm. Sophia says, you know, no, they don't just fight. They also talk about sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rose says, oh, we've already discussed that. And Sophia sarcastically replies, I'm shocked. Uh, Dorothy tells her mother that uh, she's going to miss them and uh, reminds her of all the good times they had together. Blanche adds that, you know, it's never dull in their house. And we didn't flash back again. Blanche is entering the house with a man uh, in the dark when Rose fires a gun and shoots <laughs> a family heirloom vase or vase. Right. <laughs> as Blanche keeps calling it. Blanche, uh, her date Lester accidentally set off an alarm. Uh, the girls had uh, recently been robbed in right. the episode, and Rose was overcompensating with the uh, weapon in a very American shoot-first policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, what is it, the, uh, you're allowed to protect your property or, or whatever? <laughs> I guess she is taking that all to heart. Yeah. Uh, Blanche can't get over the loss of the vase, but uh, Rose points out that uh, at least she didn't shoot Lester. Mm-hmm. Blanche then says that she had preferred she have shot him over the vase. Uh, he then quickly sees himself out. <laughs> Dorothy and Sophia enter. Sophia, of course, though, is happy that it's gone because she hated it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another skit, the, the girls are in the kitchen, and Sophia tells Rose that uh, there's a man in her bed. Rose is trying to hide this fact because he spent the night and the other girls didn't know. Rose tries to deny it, but Blanche and Dorothy say, oh, we knew we heard noises the, last night. You know, Rose got lucky. Yeah. But Sophia points out that, you know, not so lucky. The man is dead. Right. Rose doesn't believe her. She dismisses that, of course, uh, saying, oh, he's just shy. But Sophia insists that, no, no, he's passed on. Spoiler alert, he was definitely dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was um, Rose's second kill at that point, right? Indeed. So. Uh, another clip, we see a man uh, call Blanche's name to come up and rehearse with the, the male lead in a local play the girls have all been uh, joining. Uh, she removes a cover shirt to expose a pair of air-filled fake boobs under her red blouse. I was wondering, like, as you started down that road, I was wondering how you were going to go with that. I, it's like, is he going to use a crude type of, uh, you know, uh, terminology? But no, you just did a very factual-based, you know, 
a recount of what she had going on. Would you prefer I was cruder? No, no. Actually, I think you did it the right way. All right. Mm-hmm. You're a grandpa now. You got to. <laughs> oh, that's not going to change anything. I've got to pass something worthwhile on to my gr- gr- To your grandchild. Grandchild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep keep hanging on to the end of this episode and you'll See? find out. We're getting close. Mm-hmm. Rose and Dorothy, of course, uh, scoff at this ploy as it is just a kind of veiled attempt to uh, steal the female uh, lead role. Mm-hmm. Wasn't this like Numi's favorite moment or something? Like, didn't she comment or say yeah, something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I feel like this was one that she specifically pointed out. Yeah. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy claims that, you know, her rear tires have less pressure. <laughs> Blanche goes uh, to the center stage and they begin a scene as uh, Josie and Biff but the male actor does accidentally call her Busty <laughs> at first. Uh, during the scene, they embrace, and uh, and this, of course, in turn, pops Blanche's substitute bosom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, really low quality um, inflatable boobs for yeah, sure. I don't know if she used uh, balloons or I, as easily as they went down. I would have to think she just filled up two Ziploc bags with air and yeah. stuck them in there because they just, you know, went down with a very small amount of pressure. Yeah, so. But they made a lot of noise. That's true. <laughs> Like the whole like <laughs> cliche. Could use Sophia's whoopee cushion. Yeah, that's true. But that would have made a much more unusual noise when they hug. Then, mm-hmm. so you don't want a, a man to hug you or or any person. You don't to want hug fart you. boobs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Like that definitely kills the mood even more than the deflating boobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, we jump back to the present, and again the girls plead with her to uh, change her mind, which is really all this is over yeah. and over again. Mm-hmm. But she is set in her decision. <laughs> Although her mind gets foggy and she temporarily forgets what it is exactly she has to do. Dorothy reminds her that, you know, you're, you're planning to leave, Mom. And Sophia then turns and walks away saying that, oh, I guess I better pack. Which I thought she'd already done. But right. Eh, they, they don't really focus on any of those details. <laughs> Rose says that you know, she's going to miss all the helpful advice that Sophia always gives. Blanche points out that you know, she's old enough, she's got a wealth of knowledge. Uh, from her long life. Dorothy adds, though, that uh, whenever she doesn't have any kind of applicable story, she just makes one up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope Which that I have... probably her better trait, I think. Yeah, I, I hope that I have the wherewithal when I'm old to make up fanciful stories to <laughs> tell my grandchildren. Um, <laughs> that's definitely something that uh, I would like to do is tell crazy, wild <laughs> stories to them. <laughs> Unfortunately, my life is not particularly crazy or wild and never has been. Yeah. But I think I could make up one. So. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Especially since... Yeah. I mean, definitely good. Because anything that they've not observed on their own mm-hmm. you know they have no choice but to believe you right you know yeah it's one of those things that if you tell them that's like well i wore the onion on my belt because that was the style <laughs> at the time yeah. like, okay and that first time that they hear that that becomes the default yeah so any subsequent person who says no we didn't wear onions on our belt they have to like you know disprove you right <laughs> you know, your, your lie is entrenched within their brain well and the nice thing too is when you think when about they're young, little kids it works but when they get a little bit older you know natural skepticism creeps in yeah, yeah. well I, but the thing is, they also don't talk to that many old people, right? Yeah, yeah. So the majority of their, you know, it would be their grandparents yeah. on both sides, uh-huh. potentially. Um, so, yeah, you definitely also have some insulation from them proving you wrong anyway. Yeah. I remember... Um, and there's a generational gap, too, so... Mm-hmm. Um, when my oldest was, like, 16. Yeah, uh, she would have been 16 at the time. Possibly 17, but irregardless. 
old enough to sort of piece things together or whatever. Mm. I took her to see uh, uh, James Dean's Rebel Without a Cause. And I, you know, on the way there, I was like, you know, I'm really excited to see this movie with you because you can finally sort of see what high school was like for me. (laughs) (laughs) Where did you guys go see it? The art craft? Uh, No, um, it was at the uh, AMC. Okay. Um, It was that special showing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some anniversary or whatever. Gotcha. And then so like we're sitting there and it comes on or everything and I could just sort of out of quarter of my eye see her trying to figure out just how the fuck old is this man? <laughs> like she was just all confused. Yeah, I don't know what was the it deal. set in the fifties or yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is, but the last two days in the mail, I don't know what list I'm on mm-hmm. at this point, but okay, I'm, I'm 42. Uh-huh. I got a mailer from a place selling hearing aids, mm-hmm. yeah. and then I got a uh, a brochure from a Flanner and Buchanan, which is like a funeral <laughs> home here in yeah. town. I'm like, what do you think is going on with me? <laughs> and they had this whole like thing, like this questionnaire to fill out mm-hmm. that it was like, oh, we're doing this for like a survey, and part mm-hmm. of it was like. What would you think about purchasing your, yeah. you know, bear, your funeral arrangements in advance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, this is just a thing for me to fill out so they can call and sell me mm-hmm. on buying my shit. I'm like, listen, I'm down for making sure that stuff is mm-hmm. prepared, of, yeah. Yeah. but God, I hope I don't need to worry about it when I'm 42. <laughs> I think it's probably because like 95% of your search history is related to Fess Parker. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. So, so that eventually does filter through. <laughs> so I think I'm looking for my youth and must be right on death's door at this point. <laughs> and we do uh, host a Golden Girls podcast. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. If this was contemporary at the time that we were our current ages, then we would be pretty old at this point. Mm-hmm. So. And one of your best friends is a grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That alone makes me feel, you know, in a way, it makes me feel young because, because <laughs> I'm like, wow, I still have a long time, and um, I don't know for whatever reason, like time for me is just flying by, Alan. Yeah, exactly. Like now that you have one need, foot in the grave, I feel like I have that, two. Uh, in Flanner Buchanan thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll give you that in the hearing. I think it had like three, three uh, cards in that. Uh, Say again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I like it, um, him being a grandfather, mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean, this time last week, statistically, I was more likely to die than him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just because, like, if you're looking at my age bracket versus his age bracket, mm-hmm. my age bracket was more likely to pass. Yeah. But now, his demographic of grandfather, statistically, way more likely <laughs> yeah. to die than my bracket of father. Yeah, congratulations, Brent. Thank you. <laughs> so yes, you're my buffer. Congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I wish I would have started off that last episode. Like, I think congratulations are in order <laughs> to Brent because he is now less likely to die before ski. Exactly. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Oh, and yeah, ski's a grandpa now. Are you open uh, up the obituaries. Nothing but grandfathers. <laughs> Old list of them. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, if a grandfather dies, it's kind of expected. If someone who's not a grandpa yet, it's a tragedy. So exactly. He still. Oh, his his kids are grown. Yeah. <laughs> What do we care? You know? Right, exactly. It's like, hey, you lived a good life. You got to see your first grandchild. <laughs> so your time is up at 42. <laughs> now, what's the living arrangement like? Are they all staying with you currently until they figure out what they're doing? Or Well, they're not back from the hospital yet. Yeah, but yeah, yeah they will be. Gotcha. Uh, so my daughter and her, house, her boyfriend so. are uh, on a waiting list for apartment. Gotcha. So, I mean, they're going to stay with us till they, yeah. they get into that. But... Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous time we got together, but uh, there was an error mm-hmm. in which, uh, so 
I think they told they were told initially that they were like 19th when they added mm-hmm. to the list. Yeah. Which it's it's a lot of people try to get in because it's it's fairly cheap. Yeah. And decent apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so they check back and they say, oh yeah, you're you're like eight or something, nice. right? Mm-hmm. Nope, they weren't. They're like still 14 or 15. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was an error, so they mm-hmm. messed up, but they're still ways off. Cool. Now, Ski is kind of burying the lead. The waiting lists are on us for an apartment on the moon, so they're not going to be mm. moving out anytime soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Elon promised. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, if it was an apartment on Mars, then you would be like, hey, that's unrealistic, guys. But on the moon, mm-hmm. you know, we've been there before. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. So, yeah, and, and and we're closing in now on the end of this episode and the big reveal for, ooh. you know, Ski's grandchild as well as the... And uh, when Sophia leaves, yeah. I mean... <gasps> so, we, we flash back. Sophia and Rose are sitting at the table. Sophia is telling a story about two girls who had gone into business together and they had been pulled apart because of a man. Mm-hmm. You know, they both head to America, but they never see each other again. One is Sophia... And the other is Mama Celeste. Right, that we still haven't tried that pizza yet. Yeah. No, well, Brent made pretty clear he didn't want chat, crappy dollar pizza. I'll still try it. I have no issue with that. Um, I think some of the best foods I've had were cheap, crappy foods. Um, well, then I will get it and bring it. Okay, I'll be looking forward and, to and it. And it will be that I still offer, you know, okay. if you choose to have some. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. It'll that. be there. 33 cents worth. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm getting everybody their own. Oh, okay. I'm going all out, Alan. <laughs> So, uh, so now, I'm a now, grandfather. Yeah. You can't take it with you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I saving it for anymore? Right. I'll give mine to pick me. Oh. <laughs> Time to cash in the 401k and mm. just ride this out. <laughs> but uh, Sophia, and then we jump to another clip. Sophia's getting home from a uh, foot race she had entered. I don't remember. It, was like, it wasn't like a marathon, right? It was just like a... I feel like it was like a partial marathon or something. It wasn't a sprint. No, <laughs> well, no, it was a distance. It was like run. a five k or ten k like or something that, yeah. like that. Yeah. Then she just run because she didn't want to babysit. Yeah, pretty much. Well, no, I think the babysitting maybe that was part of it. Because um, yeah, they they somehow for that ended up volunteering mm-hmm. to babysit for every runner. Yeah, <laughs> that I mean, was daycare out of their home. Yeah. <laughs> An unlicensed daycare, mind you. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. An unlicensed mink farm. <laughs> oh, well, that's true. <laughs> Isn't that the one where somebody never comes to get their kid until yeah. way late? So she uh, entered a foot race. She tells them they, uh, in a theatrical retelling uh, of the race and her dramatic ending, in which she hits a wall. Dorothy assumes that she means she ran out of energy. Right. But then Sophia clarifies that, no, she literally ran into a wall. Mm-hmm. I think she even says in the in the episode itself, but not this one. That sh- there was a new Wendy's or something. Yeah. But he no. says a new jalapeno popper. What's salad. that? It's really good. Oh, okay. Wendy's does, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the last, I don't know if we've been going to Wendy's a lot just so I can get that salad. Hmm. Oh, I'll definitely have to keep it in mind. It's got like cream cheese and stuff on it? No. Um, it's just their um, spicy chicken breast is diced on top and it's got jalapenos and a jalapeno ranch dressing and um, um, it's good. They, for a while, I'm not sure if they still have it because I haven't. I haven't actually been doing Wendy's for a while, I guess. But there's a the spicy chicken salad. It was like yeah. a, a spicy chicken Caesar. Yeah. And they still have that? Do you know? Or I think so. Yeah. That's, that's really good too. Yeah. If you haven't tried it. They also get a you can get a family thing a chili. It's really good. Mm. It's like um, I don't know. It's for four people, but you can polish it off in a dinner and then a lunch. Then a chili day. vat. <laughs> 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 Do they just use one of the like forty-two ounce cups and fill it up with chili? It's um, it's like a like clever. a KFC bucket of chicken size 
thing. <laughs> just <laughs> wow. <a little> chili. <laughs> and make sure uh, when you go to Winnie's, mention Sophia's Choice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Use the vendor code. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just tell them the, the name of Ski's grandchild, and uh, they'll give you 10% off your next uh, chicken nugget. So. Just a Worthington sent me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia tells a story about uh, treating sickness back in Sicily. Uh, no, they never went to a doctor. They'd go to the uh, widow Caravelli. Right. That's how it's pronounced. Uh, apparently, she had a special green salve for ear infections she was kind of famous for. She's also famous for her putting challenge. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, do, do you see what he's referencing there? Say putting challenge? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I didn't catch that, actually. It's a, a real deep cut of a Simpsons episode of uh, Lee Carvelli's putting challenge, <laughs> oh, I think. Oh, I do remember that one. <laughs> it's like what Mark got instead of Bone Crusher. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do, and, and at the end of the episode... It's like he yeah. like shows like the eight bit exactly driving into the into the parking lot. I like yeah, I do remember that. That was a deep cut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you explained that. Thank you. Um, but she gave uh, some of the special salve to uh, the village idiot who promptly ate it. But apparently, it was delicious and it caught on pretty well. Once they renamed it pesto sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy calls her out on the lie, and Sophia simply says, you know, hey, I'm old. I'm supposed to be colorful. Hey, you can be colorful now, too. You there can. you go. <laughs> um, we jump back to the present for the final time. Mm-hmm. The girls are, uh, of course, lamenting how much they're all going to miss Sophia. Uh, Blanche says, you know, she's not going to stand for it, and she's going to go tell Sophia, uh, you know, that they need her every bit as much as Phil. As she gets up, Sophia comes in quickly, announces that, uh, I'm leaving. I'll never be back again. And the end. <laughs> and that was the last episode we ever saw Sophia. <laughs> Amen. No. She no. went the way of Coco. Yeah. <laughs> she of course tells them that you know she's be she'll be staying very curt, mm-hmm. very quickly, immediate, uh, and then turns to leave. But Dorothy calls her back again and says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Give us some more information on this. What's changed? It turns out that Phil's wife has returned uh, when she realized she couldn't do any better." <laughs> Which I don't know if that's a happy ending or not. Yeah, it's I guess it depends on Phil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Phil's happy with it, then you know, then yeah, great. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it sounds like they don't think much of her in general, so maybe they think. But it also they don't think much of Phil either. So. Well, and it actually goes into more detail. If you remember, Sophia says something about uh, they were never right for each other, mm. but she was the one that called Phil's wife. Oh, that's right. So, <coughs> what team she playing for? I don't know. Mm. Uh, Rose tells her that uh, they'd been reminiscing about all the good times they've had. Sophia responds, you know, not to get overly dramatic and that things aren't already that great. The girls kind of look sad by her saying this comment. And Sophia turns around and has a little sly smile saying, the hell they're not. Things are terrific around here. Yeah. And they all hug and laugh and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we end. Closes out the episode. Again, I'm not... uh going to mention any of the guest stars because all the guest stars would have been parts of the various yeah. clips that we saw and they've they've had their call out um yeah at different times throughout the season so mm-hmm. so ski who was your uh, mvp for this one i i gave it the exact same uh thing as i did last time okay so sophia, sophia and uh two two yes <laughs> okay and how about you uh brent are you gonna jump the gun with your rating the way ski just did um i guess my mvp 
I really wish they would have brought back Father Frank to play Biff. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like that actor yeah. to play Biff in the You know, play. he would have been good at that. Yeah. He would have been good, mm-hmm. you know, but they didn't. And so because of that, um, I'm going to just zero slices. Zero slices? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't use him in a different unrelated episode. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, missed opportunity. <laughs> No, uh, four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. And who's your MVP for this one? I'm going to go ahead and give it to Blanche. Blanche? Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, I thought you were going to say Billy Barty. <laughs> no, no. Had he been in it, I'm sure he would have won it for Brent. Yeah. But, um, I really for... wish Billy Barty would have played Jonathan Newman, but like with like a mustache or something. <laughs> Well, I gave my MVP in this one to uh, Sophia. I thought she was the best part of this part of the clip show. Yeah. Um, and uh, overall, I, again, once again, a four. Um, yeah. I think that it was fun to watch. I certainly wouldn't mm-hmm. have any issue with it if any, you know, if it happened to come on when I was, you know, mm-hmm. flipping through the channels. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think I would seek it out. You know, yeah. probably prefer to watch the episodes that, you know, were contained within. Yeah. You like awesome. a little context for your jokes. Right, exactly. So Not family guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so before we, uh, we we sign off here, Ski, now do you want to give the big reveal of what type of grandchild you have now? I have a grandson. Why Eldridge. you got to identify it? Why you got to label it like that? <laughs> Why can't you let it decide? Hey, you guys asked. You're such a sis. <laughs> Eldridge Thurston Ravensclaw, Ski's uh, newest <laughs> grandchild. So uh, I'm sure that he'll be a great addition to the family. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want me to give his real name or just keep that? Oh, you can if you want. It's up to it's you. A, it is Camden uh, Paul Joseph Holdcroft. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. So do you know why they went with two middle names and what those middle names signify? They are uh, grand, great-grandfather names. Okay, so like one on one side and one Actually, on the other? Actually, great-grandfather middle names. I oh, think. okay. But yes, one from Eddie's side. And one from Alexa's side. Okay. So are they going to call him Camden or PJ or? I think Camden or Cam, but PJ has actually been discussed. So mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, very nice. Congratulations once Thank again. Thank you very much. And I, I, I hope, hope I hope she doesn't mind me saying his whole freaking name. I mean, you know, he doesn't have any online presence yet, so there's <laughs> nothing anybody can search for at this point. My youngest has started watching that show, Jesse. Oh, okay. Did your kids ever watch that? Or uh, I feel like I've seen it on before. Yeah. So, um, so like Jesse, it's one of those Disney shows or whatever, and she's the nanny or whatever, and they're talking, and she says something about like one of the kids is making fun of her for you know like she'd had her identity stolen again or something like that, and she's like. Don't knock it. The last person who stole it managed to increase my credit score by three points, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was just a really, really funny line for a kid's show. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's a little highbrow. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Yeah, we just started working on uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. We finished The Office, mm-hmm. which Joey, like he, he's a, a kid with a big heart, but he was just beside himself when The Office ended. Uh-huh. Um and like really like for an entire day mm-hmm. was getting choked up about yeah. the office Aww. being over. <laughs> um, but then, you know, with Parks and Rec, I feel like it has the same issue that the first season of The Office has. a <laughs> yeah. little different. But like in The Office, the first season, Michael is a little too slimy. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like the hair is like yeah. slicked Greasier, back in a yeah. greasy way. And, and overall, he just seems like kind of a not a very good dude. Um, yeah. Whereas I think as the, obviously the series goes on, he's a very lovable character, yeah. a lovable goof. And I feel like that uh, with... Uh, in the first season of Parks and Rec, yeah. Leslie 
is too much of a loser. Mm -hmm. Um, But then as time goes on, it's like, oh, she's not really losing. She's really dedicated to her work. And and I'll be looking forward to seeing how they do. Character development, right? Well, it's not even like her character doesn't really change. It's just how the others react to her. Well, part of it, though, like her obsession over Mark throughout that first season is kind of, you know, doting and just... um, so that that I think takes her down a notch. Yeah. Um, but it, overall, I'm looking forward to seeing you know the how the seeing the rest of it unfold. I mean, it's been a while since I've rewatched mm-hmm. that, or I've never rewatched it. So it's yeah. like it was the first time around. Yeah. Um, and it is weird though, because like Jerry and Donna mm-hmm. are barely in the yeah. you know the first season, and mm-hmm. they become such big parts. Being and also of course there are new characters that come around. Yeah. Um, but. Anyways, that's a whole other thing. Maybe someday we'll do a podcast for that. But Maybe. for right now, uh, new grandpa, still new grandpa. Um, <laughs> still. And our, <laughs> yeah. You're going to give a SIDS update every week? <laughs> well, I'm just saying that. Say it, a SIDS update? Oh, no. <laughs> at this point, it's still new to him. Okay. So how long do you think it is before he's an a, a experienced grandpa? Well, I have to meet him first. Yeah, that's true. Because he hasn't even gotten to come home from the hospital yet. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Dang it, COVID. I'd say probably next week and when he's babysitting by himself. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Everybody else has gone to Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know. I... Boy, that may be the truest, <laughs> harshest thing Brent's ever mentioned. <laughs> so I would say with that, that's a perfect time for everybody to uh, stay golden, Coco. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.